Looking for a new 1500 Silverado? Shop Beatty Chevrolet and get 2.9% APR for 72 months on a new 1500 Silverado. Yes, 2.9% for 72 months. Or, if you want a new car and a Chevy Malibu fits your lifestyle, check out Beatty Chevrolet's Malibus under $25,000 till the end of the month. And as always, buy with confidence with the Beatty Warranty for Life. Beatty Chevrolet on Parkside Drive, online at BeattyChevrolet.com. Beatty Chevrolet, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. Fires the ball down the middle. Jason Slade. It's time to kick off three hours of fair and honest discussions that go beyond the headlines of today's sports news. And for a Tennessee touchdown. From the Budweiser Studios of 99.1, the sports animal. Here a couple of guys with over 30 years of combined knowledge of Tennessee sports. Here's Josh and Swain. Good Thursday afternoon. Welcome in to Josh and Swain. Thank you for being with us today. We are very excited to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Nice, warm Thursday afternoon. Hello, springtime. It's not here quite yet. It is February 23rd. We still have a little time. I'm sure we have an ice storm still to come, but a reminder that spring is right around the corner. A reminder right now to call Frazier's Carpet One and go ahead and start making those changes ahead of spring and summertime coming up. As they continue here in the month of February with the big Wham Dougal sale. If it's in stock, it is on sale right here at Frazier's Carpet One. Slap a dappa diggity ding dong right here at Frazier's Carpet One. Call them, they'll come to you. You're probably trying to avoid running into Josh and Swain. Perfectly understandable. Call Frazier's, they'll come to you. They'll make it easy for you. They have more carpet, hardwood, ceramic, and luxury vinyl in stock than ever before. And they have great people in place to help you. So call Frazier's, 546-4850-546-4850 for Frazier's Carpet One. Spring starts March the 20th. I think the time changes the week before that, if I'm not mistaken. Man, it feels it, like spring out there right now. It's on us. There's some trees blooming. Grass is growing a whole lot faster than normal. Than it did two, three weeks ago. The sun is shining. It is going to be 76 degrees is the high. Right now it's 68. It rained for a little bit, and then the sun came back out. It's it's springtime to me. All we need is a little bit of football. Spring football, then uh, it'll be legit, legit. That's right around the corner as well. Let's get it. I'm Maybe ready. some uh, patio XFL highlights this afternoon. How about that? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, everybody has their preferences, which is perfectly fine. I think everybody's preference locally would be for Tennessee to play better basketball. I think that is the preference of the Tennessee basketball team itself. I'm confident in that, especially when you read the comments that were shared by Grant Ramey at VolQuest and On3.com with Josiah speaking at the Big Orange Tip-Off Club yesterday. Josiah, of course, has been out the last couple of weeks with the ankle injury. There was a conversation we had yesterday about what was said during the broadcast and after the game about Josiah's availability. He ended up not playing against Texas A&M, but Josiah said yesterday that he plans to be back out there on Saturday, assuming there is no setback with his recovery from his ankle injury. We'll also see with Julian Phillips. But also, when we talk about expectations, a lot of times that is talked about from the outside standpoint, right? We talk about fan expectations and media expectations when they – 
make predictions at the beginning of the season. This team is picked to win. This team is picked second, third, uh, yada, yada, yada. But remember, there are always internal expectations too, right? Yeah, always. There are goals that the team has. And Josiah Jordan-James said that the team has underperformed heavily. And a month ago, we didn't think that was the case. They were 18-3, and number two in the country. But since then, Tennessee has struggled in the month of February. The absence of Josiah and Julian has played a role in that. To what degree? Impossible to know. But they'd be better off with those guys than without them. We got a text message yesterday that said, I think Tennessee's better off without Josiah. That's insane. Uh, but Yeah, that's... that. That's that's idiotic. It's just not true. Uh, it's crazy to to say that. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get to what Buzz Williams said. But what do you think seeing Josiah talk about what's happened recently, but also what kind of opportunities they still have because they have three regular season games remaining. They are positioned favorably in terms of NCAA tournament seeding, but they need to get those guys back healthy, and they obviously need to turn turn around the play that we've seen here in the month of February. Josiah Jordan James is someone who I think is accountable. He's not going to run away from um, the the truth. And you can kind of tell in the comments from the Big Orange tip-off that took place on, on yesterday. The difference between basketball and football, and the reason why I always compare the two is because this is a football town. Tennessee is a football school, whether you like it or not. Do we do... Everything, do we care about more sports than football? Yeah, we do. I don't have a problem with calling ourselves everything school because we have been successful most recently in pretty much every sport. But Tennessee is a football school. It generates the money. We understand that. We get it. But the reason why I compare the two is because just that's football school and um, more people – read about Tennessee football, listen about Tennessee football in this town than any other sport. So that's the reason why I'm making the comparison. In football, you know the moment that your season's goals are done. Like You know the moment. Preseason, your goals are. When the SEC East or the SEC West, whatever the division you're in, you want to win that division. You want to play in the conference championship. You want to win the conference championship. Once you do that, you have a chance to go win the national championship. Those are the steps. Immediately after the South Carolina game, it was a wrap. Your ultimate goal of winning that championship was gone. The moment you lost to Georgia, you did not control your own destiny. You needed help from another SEC team to be able to get to Atlanta. So in two games, boom, your goals are done. For the year. The way that you, I guess, try to um, put a cherry on top or finish the season out on a positive is to go beat whoever you're playing in a bowl game, you beat them down, have a great performance. That's the way you feel good about your season at the end. Basketball, your last game is going to be an L if you don't win the whole championship. The difference between basketball and football is yeah, the, the first goal is to win the regular season outright. That's the first goal for Tennessee basketball. They have been mathematically eliminated from doing that. They cannot win the regular season. But they can win the, the uh, SEC tournament. They can still do it. Right now we are fourth seed. 
We still have a double bye with a couple games left. In football, after the Georgia game, you really did not control your own destiny. And after the South Carolina game, you definitely did not control your own destiny. But Tennessee basketball still controls their own destiny. They can still win the SEC tournament. And they can still win a national championship. They can still do these things. Now, they have to play better. They have to get healthy. But these things are still on the table. And I appreciate Josiah Jordan-James being very, very candid and honest. No reason not to be because we all see what he sees, that this team has failed to reach expectations thus far in the season. They have not played the way they need to play up to, to this point. But they have a chance to kill all of that negativity by finishing the right way, the same way that the Conzo Martin team had a chance to do 2013-2014 when they failed to reach expectations in the regular season with all the pro talent that they had. They still had an opportunity to do something special in the postseason, which is what we're hoping this Tennessee basketball team can do once Julian Phillips, Josiah Jordan-James gets back from injury and they're healthy. We're hoping to see this team play their best. Quote from Josiah Jordan-James at the Big Orange Tip-Off Club yesterday, the quote courtesy Grant Ramey with VolQuest. We have to get a lot smarter both offensively and defensively. We've got to learn from our mistakes. And coach, referring to Rick Barnes, is going to do that. Ultimately, it's a player's game. And I. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Have the ultimate faith in myself and my teammates that we can get the job done. I love it. I love. I love. There's no reason he shouldn't believe. That absolutely. They can get it done. I love that he feels that way, and um, I don't think he's just saying it just to say. It. I truly believe he feels that way. So I'm looking forward to watching these guys play the next ball game. It's still appointment television for me. I still enjoy watching these guys play and play their hardest. Uh, the outcomes have not been ideal in the last couple of games uh, as far as the win-loss column. But, man, these team, these players on this team, they have each other's back. And we saw Santiago go out there and, and give it all and lay it on the line, battling illness. We've seen a guy like um, Zakai Ziegler give nothing but his all during his time here at University of Tennessee. That has not wavered, even though he hasn't played the way he needs to play. I mean, there was a time when multiple people felt like that he was the best point guard in the SEC. Well, he hasn't played up to that standard in the last couple of games, so no one's saying that anymore. But here's a guy that got to offer the last possible second. And look at what he's doing right now. He's going through a tough stretch in his second year on campus, in his first year starting. 
with a roster that is missing a guy like Kenny Chandler that I think is a little bit flawed by one position. I think if if DeLeon was was eligible, I think he would fill a void because he's a guy I think that can create his own shot off the dribble and finish around the basket. They're missing that type of guy. They got the shooters. You got – uh, you know, set shooters with Santiago and, and Tyreek Key, but someone that can truly get to the basket and finish from the guard position like Kenny Chandler was able to do last year, they're missing that on this basketball team right now. But Zakai is trying to do a lot with that component missing. Now, Julian Phillips can do that, but he hasn't as of late. And he can't right now because he's not playing. So Z has tried to do a little too much at times. I mean, had four turnovers, four assists in the last game. Uh, just tried to do too much. But I appreciate Zakai Ziegler. Uh, and I'm glad that he voiced his frustration with some of the folks that want to criticize him. I'm glad that he vo- voiced that. Now, you got to be careful about looking and reading too much into what people are saying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I'm glad that he's showing the human side. Oh, I, I see you. I see you. Yeah, you was loving up on me when I was when I was making plays, but now I'm nothing. Like, f- fair criticism is okay, but going overboard is not okay. I see you. That's what Zakai Ziegler saying. I see you. I see you. Okay. His tweet, they love you when you up and trash you when you down. That's just life, 100. Yeah. So, like, constructive criticism, that's what Rick Barnes is giving those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, c- criticism coming from someone that you know cares about you is different from someone that you don't know or someone uh, that you don't have a relationship with. And I've seen a lot of fair criticism, but I've also seen some criticism that has crossed the line. They have trashed individual players, and that, to me, I think is is crossing the line. But I like the kind of saying, okay, all right, I'll see you. And players like that, especially guys who are 5'9 and had to do all, all the things that he's had to do to get to this point, you you play the chip on your shoulder. He's going to use this as motivation. He's going to come back, and I expect him to play a whole lot better. I really do. But that's that's how he's built. Yep. South Carolina up next for Tennessee. South Carolina went to overtime with Alabama last night, so the Vols have to be ready. They should have Josiah back. We will see with Julian Phillips as well. Three games to go. We'll continue. Uh, Buzz Williams, Texas A&M's coach, with an explanation of mm-hmm. how Tennessee is affected not having the two starters that have been out the last couple of weeks. Tennessee's football staff, assistants, Getting a number of texts today from long-lost cousins. We'll update you on that as we move along. And we'll be here until 3 o'clock on Josh and Swain here at Frazier's Carpet One. The big wham Dougal sale is going on right now. Call Frazier's at 546-4850. They'll come to you with a free in-home estimate. Take advantage of free in-home shopping with Frazier's Carpet One. As we continue on Josh and Swain on 99.1, the sports animal. This is Josh and Swain. You can be a part of the show. Call or text in. Same phone number for either option. Call or text 865-656-9900. 865-656-9900. We will hit up the text box as the afternoon goes along. As we've talked about Tennessee getting ready to turn the page and host South Carolina on Saturday. Two home games remain. 
South Carolina, and then Arkansas, and the season will finish at Auburn, then it's postseason time. South Carolina uh, went to overtime last night against Alabama. Uh, Before we continue with Tennessee, what's the appropriate dialogue currently with Brandon Miller on the court? Because last night on the court, he was as good as he's been. He scored 41 as an overtime game. He had the game-tying shot at the end of regulation and the game-winning shot at the end of overtime. There is also the off-court conversation that is looming over Alabama basketball right now. I think it was a couple of days ago. Maybe it was last week when I, when I said the fact that he's been able to play, the level that he's been able to play since the incident, from a basketball standpoint, from an athlete standpoint, has been remarkable. Him being able to uh, compartmentalize and go out there and just perform at a high level, it's been, it's been, it's been Kobe-like. When you think about when Kobe Bryant went through his legal troubles. And I remember Dave Chappelle mentioning in one of his stand-ups, he was like, it was like watching Kobe trying to beat the case on the court. I mean, he was, he was, he was unstoppable. And for Brandon Miller to go out there last night with the crowd chanting, lock him up and go pour in 41 points, from a basketball standpoint, from an athlete standpoint, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Now, that doesn't matter because there's a young lady's life that uh, was taken, and if Brandon Miller wouldn't have brought the weapon to the scene, then she's still alive, and that's where most of the focus is, and the focus should should be. I'm just surprised that he hasn't missed a minute of play in this whole entire deal. And if he didn't play, if he if he played after the university gathered information from the police as soon as the incident happened and they felt like they was confident in him playing, and again, they gathered all the information from the police department before – the news came out that Brandon Miller supplied the weapon. If they knew that then, and that's why they said what he said when he was criticized, if they knew all the information that we currently know now, there wasn't a reason why he shouldn't have played against Alabama. He should have not played then. If, if, if they would have pulled him in last night's contest, that would have been them just reacting to the public reaction. Correct. Correct. And again, like it's still mind blowing the fact that he has not mm-hmm. missed any any time at all. And there's there's Alabama law, there's state laws that that they feel like they're complying with, and um, they feel like they've done everything to make sure that Brandon Miller is clear that that's 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 on them. But it's hard to sit here and believe that if Brandon Miller was a bench warmer or a regular student that he wouldn't be in front of judicial affairs, that that he wouldn't be facing some type of discipline. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe that at all. And he's someone who has not faced any discipline. The only thing he has faced is some, you know, some pub- public scrutiny. And that's just it's just hard to to believe, man. It's kind of surreal, isn't it? it Seeing is. that, that scene in a college environment. It's an SEC game, of course. So th- there is the Nate Oates side. There's also there's an athletic director, there's a president, there's a conference commissioner that should also be involved here, right? Let me let me, let me stop you. Like, mm-hmm. Nate Oates was not briefed on the news that came out from 
against the preliminary hearing before he exited the practice court and got in front of a mic. So Alabama didn't tell him anything. They basically set him up to fail yesterday. And after the game, he said as such. You know, he wasn't made aware that that stuff had been public. So, of, of course, he sounded tone deaf. Of course, he sounded like he wasn't remorseful and all he cared about it was just winning games and the star player playing. Because Alabama didn't do a good job of, hey, man, there's some new news out here. Let's let's get you caught up before you get in front of a microphone. They didn't do that, man. They set Nate Ups to fail and remind me a lot of what happened with Mike Hamilton and Bruce Pearl. That's, it reminded me a lot of that. When you don't have that communication between the administration and your coach when there's some controversy. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Stuff like this happens. And so that that was another thing that was mind-blowing to me, Josh. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. So uh, so South Carolina took Alabama to overtime last night. Alabama gets the win. South Carolina will come to Knoxville. Josiah Jordan-James has said that he plans to be out there barring any setback uh, against South Carolina Saturday with the final regular season week coming up. Buzz Williams, uh, you saw the comments he made after the game the other night, right? I did. I hope South Carolina don't play like they played against Alabama uh, here in Knoxville. <laughs> well, you know what, though? If you're, if, if you're Rick Barnes, you at least now have something to point to, not just how you beat them down in Columbia. Say, hey, they just took the top team in the SEC to overtime and had a lead with 10 seconds to go with a chance to win the game. Yeah, same, same South Carolina team you beat by 40. Uh, but by the way, I will add. Now, he was he was terrific. Brandon Miller is probably the best player in the conference. Uh, what, Country, that, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, that that uh, late bucket though, he did change his pivot feet a couple times. He had three different pivot feet, I think, on that play. That being said, uh, Buzz Williams was talking after the game. He said that he told Rick Barnes, and then he told the media afterward. It's a different team if they don't have Josiah and Julian. Josiah has been playing for them for four years, and Julian is going to be an early entry draft guy playing in the NBA in the future. He said it changes the complexion of their team. It still takes uh, all that you have to beat them, even without those two guys. So with them, they're obviously a better team. It's a reminder that, hey, yeah, they, they did beat Alabama without Julian and Josiah, but last week after that happened, still said, well, you need to get those guys back because winning one game at home is great. Going on a winning streak, which is required in the postseason, is a, a much bigger task if you're shorthanded. That's that's why I, I couldn't allow myself to be a, be as upset as I was after the Kentucky game, um, after the loss to, to Texas A&M, because A&M is a really good basketball team, better than Kentucky at this present moment. And what happened 
versus Alabama at home without some of your two best players, I, I don't know if, if Alabama comes in ten times under the sur- same circumstances that Tennessee is winning more than five of those. Like, you just call Alabama on a really good day, and Tennessee was just unbelievable that day. So I didn't expect Tennessee to go out and play like they played against Alabama at home against Texas A&M on the road versus an A&M team that saw the SEC regular season in their in their eyesight because they're only a game out of being tied Alabama for first place. And Santi being under the weather, playing the way he played, I just couldn't find myself upset. I mean, there's certain things here and there you could point out that we could have done better. But that's – I mean, that's just critiquing uh, the game. That's something Rick Barnes is going to do. But, like, I'm not going to be overly critical about mistakes here and there because I know these guys played with their hearts and they played as hard as they could. They just wasn't the same. And it's hard to expect them to be without two of their, two of their best players. And I appreciate Buzz Williams – Saying, saying what he said. And that's the conversations that coaches have mm-hmm. amongst each other, and it was good to get that context uh, to know that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Buzz told Rick, yeah, I watched Josiah in warm-ups. Doesn't look ready to me. <laughs> but I want to hold him out one more game. Yeah, man, he don't look ready. I think I, I don't think he can go today, man. He, I thought was, I saw him wincing over there. You might want to. He was limping. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I think he needs to, one more game to sit out. Him and Julian. No, you got the whole postseason ahead of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't worry about tonight. That's right. That's right, man. That is that is <laughs> that's good stuff right there. All right, we'll come back on Josh and Swain. We'll get to uh, some salary increases as you knew they would come with Tennessee football. You can join the show as well, calling or texting in eight six five six five six ninety nine hundred as we continue at Frazier's Carpet One today. Locally owned and operated seventy years here, the Frazier family has been helping different families, mine included, create beautiful rooms in their beautiful homes. Get in touch with Frazier's. Call them up, 546-4850. We continue on Josh and Swain on 99.1, the sports animal. Josh and Swain here on 99.1, the sports animal. We'll continue with the basketball conversation coming up. You can be a part of the show calling or texting in. 865-656-9900. 865-656-9900. Josh Heupel received his contract extension and raise several weeks ago, joining the $9 million club among college football head coaches. Swain, we knew that assistant coaches would be receiving raises. Uh, extensions as well included on uh, most of this list. We just didn't know how much and when it would come. Well, it's come. Tim Banks up to $1.5 million as the defense coordinator at Tennessee. Joey Halsley, who is now the offense coordinator, in addition to coaching quarterbacks, 850000 Glenn Ellerby, 900000 Rodney Garner, seven eighty-five. If I run through these numbers, they all kind of run together themselves. But the point would be a staff that performed quite well last year was rewarded for how the season went. I'm surprised that uh, there's no bonus there for Kelsey Pope. I mean, you go out and you coached, coach a, a guy that uh, was was benched last year, and then boom, he's a Belitnikoff winner this year. Uh, I know that he didn't have much leverage to command a, a large salary because Tennessee is, is the school that gave him his first opportunity. But man, whoo, what a way to burst on on the scene! You take a guy like a Jalen Hyatt, helped him reach new heights. You take a guy like 
Brew McCoy, who hadn't done anything in his college career before Tennessee. And you give a lot of credit to, to Josh Heupel, for sure, for a system. Because Pope is a guy that's with these players each and every day, that's managing them on the field, off the field, being able to get the best out of them, his personality, his ability to connect with his players is a big reason why these guys were able to play as well as they were able to play. So I know the contract is a contract, and, you know, he signed it. But, it, man, when you look at these raises, and you don't see one there for Kelsey Pope, it just makes you go, whoo. Man, if anyone deserves one, man, it's definitely Kelsey Pope uh, from the assistant coaches. Yeah, I would think you're right there. Um, and I, I don't know that something else couldn't be done there as um, in the – in the write-up, Brent Hubbs noted that uh, there were no updates on Tim Banks, Kelsey Pope, or strength coach Kurt Schmidt's deal. Uh, also, Willie Martinez mentioning his salary. He is the one assistant coach who has his deal running through this season. So his his contract expires at the end of this upcoming 2023 season. Most of the deals are through 2024. Joey Halsley, Glenn Ellerby, and uh, newly promoted full-time assistant Alec Ablin are through the 25 seasons. So a few updates there. But yes, Kelsey Pope, I think, des- <laughs> deserves to be rewarded for a job well done in his first year as a full-time Remember assistant. Remember when uh, Rick Barnes kind of got in a little bit of trouble for paying one of his assistants what he thought was, was fair out of his own, and it was like a violation, can't do that? It made me think about Kelsey Pope because if anybody deserves a little – under the table bonus again that's can't do it it's illegal i just thought about rick barnes doing that uh not knowing and you know he got in trouble for being just a good dude uh, but man if anyone deserves a raise out of this group whew, it is definitely kelsey pope now glenn ellaby uh nine hundred thousand dollars worth every penny he's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country and uh i already feel uncomfortable talking about somebody else's pockets and money and what they deserve and what they don't but man kelsey pope whew, did his thing uh, last year, Mike Eckler did his thing. That special teams unit is a unit that did not give up a a kick-off touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown. And you go watch any Tennessee football game this year, special teams, and go look at the players that are playing on special teams and then go to your UT roster guide. You're telling yourself, who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Oh, that's a walk-on. That's a walk-on. That's a walk-on. What? What Eckler was able to do with the special teams unit was pretty dang good. I agree. And uh, energy brought to the staff has uh, definitely been a selling point. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Chili remains hot. Uh, National Chili Day today. Mike Eckler probably celebrating accordingly. I mean, how do you consume anything else besides chili if you're Mike Eckler today? Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It has to be all chilly day for for Mike Eckler. And a quick snack. We'll uh, continue as we're here at Frazier's Carpet One. Face off in our next segment. We say hello to Matt right now on Josh and Swain. Uh, we do not. Matt is gone. Uh, we we had Tracy text in. Alabama didn't tell Nate Oates on purpose. They wanted him to be in the dark at his press conference the other day. Why? Surely that is not the case. Why that would, would they, be incredibly stupid. Why would they want him in the dark? Yeah. You, <laughs> hey, there's this uh, damning testimony today in court we don't want our coach to know about it right before he speaks to the media that wouldn't be now, a good idea if he stunk it up this year and he was terrible <laughs> yeah they're a top, they're number two team in the country then of course <laughs> you don't give him 
any any help, and you find ways to get rid of them. All's clear. Good luck in your press conference. But you sign yeah. into you just sign into an extension. Yeah, he's has number one player in the country. This team is favored to win the national championship. They're number one according to the brackets. Well, to the to Joe Lunardi. Like that don't make any sense at all to me. Should should we start up a PR consulting firm and simply tell people here's what you're not supposed to say, don't say wrong place, wrong time regarding a murder case. Van, did you see Vanderbilt had to apologize because they used Chat GPT to use to do an AI generated uh, message to the students over the shooting at Michigan State? Like th- this was your plan? Come on now. Yeah, this ain't like, the first time Vanderbilt's done some. St- you know, weird stuff like that. Smart school. We, we, don't, we don't need your permission a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have a background in PR, but like I got. I, I think yeah, this I, is 101 stuff. I right? think I have a PhD in just street smarts, like just common sense. I feel like I'm pretty well versed in that, in that area. Um, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just come to me. I'll say, no, don't do that. And I will send you an invoice for a couple, couple grand, save you a whole lot of money from the PR firms. That you are paying a lot of money to, but just, just, just not smart. Yeah, Tracy says so. He wouldn't need to lie. A- again, you you want him to have information going in. You don't want him to be. <laughs> you, you want him well equipped. You don't want him to be playing a guessing game up there on the stage. There's there's things you can say without saying everything. I mean, because this was short. this was public. To be clear, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't private information. This was public information. Yeah. So the, the people asking the questions knew. Yeah, Alabama failed Nate Oates by not pulling him to the side and at least uh, prepping him for 10, 15 minutes. Media can wait. I mean, how many times have the media members, and you've been one of those guys waiting after the game for a coach to come to the podium? That coach could talk to the PR folks, talk to the SID for an extra 10, 15 minutes, in the media, they're not going anywhere. They got to stay. They got to get those quotes. That's part of their job. That's what should have happened. It did not. It did not. Uh, but Brandon Miller played last night, put up 41. Alabama won in overtime against South Carolina. We'll continue here on Josh and Swain. We have the face-off, five tough questions from Riley coming up in our next segment. We continue at Frazier's Carpet 1. Alan Bell of Sportsline will join us coming up at 1 o'clock. We're here until 3. It is Josh and Swain. Thanks for being with us as we continue on 99.1, the sports animal. Josh and Swain here on 99.1, the sports animal. Listeners thinking, what, Michael Jordan on? Scotty Pippen? They wouldn't be together, close. I'll tell you that much. Close. Uh, it is close. The goat of carpet. <laughs> that's right. And flooring. Mitchell Parton right here, Frazier's Carpet 1. Hey, I mean, that's a long stretch there, but uh, I think we got it. So. More face-off wins than Jordan <laughs> and Pippen have titles, tell you that much. That's right. Although you, yeah. you've uh, you, you've reached hater status. We, we've heard that, that you've run into some folks <laughs> and they're like, hey, I don't know about last week's result with the face-off. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it was kind of one of those um, like passing you know remarks, and I couldn't tell if they were serious or not. 
Yeah. Um, and I said, hey, you know, the nice thing is uh, it's all about floor covering. You know, sports is great, but well, when you're in Fraser's, floor covering is number one. So, yeah, that's you, all right. You you can cover it all from the sports topics <laughs> to the floors themselves here exactly. at Fraser's. Exactly. There you go. So, what's going on right now with the big Wham Dougal sale? Man, we're, you know, this year just started off strong, and February with the Wham Dougal sale has been fantastic. We've got so much. I mean, we literally had 15 pallets of material delivered yesterday. We've got tons of product in stock tons of lvp um, ready to come pick it up today do it yourself or give us a call um, and have one of us come out and do a free and home estimate uh, and utilize the financing but i mean right now carpet is big lvt is big and hardwood is big Um, but we still have ceramic tile all that good stuff Uh, and it's all on sale i see make it easy and bold and you think about how crazy life is now when you got kids, you got work, you got spring break, you're trying to plan for that. Um, and some people are maybe hesitant because they're afraid of adding something extra to their plate. How do you guys make it easy? Well, so the biggest thing is just confidence, like talking through the project, um, coming out, number one, for free, doing a free in-home estimate, one of our sales associates. Um, but just walk, walking you through the stages, um, we know it's an undertaking. We know that for you to prep and get ready for a job with, you know, I have four kids. Josh has three. It's a big deal when your wife says, hey, we're going to do this project. I mean, all of a sudden you yeah. kind of just shudder. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. Um, and that's what we want to just demise here at Fraser's. We want to make sure that you feel confident, comfortable with your selection. But we make it easy from the time you make, pick material to the time the installers leave your door. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, there are several holidays. We're going to celebrate one with the face-off. It's National Tile Day as well, oh. so many tiling options. There you go. Look today, at that. today would be the day to add that to your list, perhaps. I mean, you know, if uh, you're looking for a backsplash or looking for a new bathroom floor. There you go. Now's the time to come on down. Yep. Yeah. They will uh, They will tell you what they have available. So much in stock. It's all on sale. And they can tell you that at the comfort of your own home. All you have to do is call up Frazier's. You'll come yeah. to them. Absolutely. 865-546-4850. Um, we could be out there as early as this afternoon, you know, depending on availability. So we'd be glad to help you. Call them up. 546-4850. Frazier's Carpet One is where we are until 3 o'clock here on Western Avenue. You ready for today's face-off? Man, I'm excited. Let's roll. You want some? Head to head, toe to toe. Let's go one on one with today's face off. What's to be the man? You gotta beat the man. Are you ready? Let's get this mother crock. It's presented by Marble City Family Chiropractic each and every day. Riley Thomas, what do you have for us today? What's going on, guys? First up, Bobby Knight tossed his chair across the court on this day in 1985. What's the most random piece of sports memorabilia you'd like to own? Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, something from uh, Michael Jordan. It would probably be like his North Carolina shorts or something that he always had or the number 45 jersey. It's kind of a toss-up. I don't know. Ooh, that's a good one, man. I mean, if we go on pro sports, I, w- I would go with the uh, pair of shoes that Jordan wore in, this, in the last game against Utah to win the finals. But I'm going to go uh, Tennessee, and I will go – give me a piece of that goalpost from the Bama game. <laughs> let, me, let me go fish that out of the, uh, the river if I need to. But that's probably uh, what I would want to own today. Uh, I also thought something Jordan-related, maybe the first pair of Jordans that he owned uh, – 
that that uh, that could be kind of mainstream though. Here here's one that I'm going to go off the wall. Mm. I don't know where it is. I don't know if he has it. If the Cubs have it. But the ball that Bartman tried to catch, remember, oh. and the Moises Alou loses his mind. Oh, poor guy. And it yeah. ends up becoming a documentary, a 30 for 30. I'd like to have the ball. Talk about a, a conversation starter, the Bartman ball. And it's okay with Cubs fans, no, Jay Lyford, because they've won a title since then. Still not okay. <laughs> It'll be another 90-something years before they win another. Did they blow it up? Oh, I can't have it. They blew it up. I didn't realize that happened. Okay. Well, then I'm going to have to come up with something else. The first pair of Jordans, that's what I want. <laughs> you, you lost. Face off. <laughs> yeah, don't count this one too heavily there. Riley. I'll try my best. All right, guys. Would you be in favor of a U.S. versus the world format for the NBA All-Star Game? Um, I think it really needs to be uh, more like the uh, the MLB All-Star Game, like where it, oh, it counts. You know, they made that a big deal. Um, but there's a lot of talent across the pond, so – I, that might be a little electrifying, especially with the dunk contest was better than the actual game. Would that do it for you, U.S. versus the world there, Swain? There will definitely be more competition. I remember in 2004 when the U.S. men's Olympic team went out there and embarrassed everybody and got the bronze medal. Um, and this was LeBron's after LeBron's second year. They went out and they hired Coach K and, and made him uh, the, the, the boss. And they practiced for the next three years in Las Vegas. Uh, they took it really serious. They came back and they won the goal. Uh, that was an embarrassment, uh, embarrassing time for U.S. basketball. But the only thing I would say, if you do U.S. versus the world, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna stink to have like the crowd rooting against the world, <laughs> like during the All Star game. That's 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 yeah. not gonna be cool at all. Like yeah. you. you you would root for USA over the world. It's like you got to go play it overseas. You're not doing that. That would be really weird to be. Yeah. You would have better competition. But I would say do something like Major League Baseball. Make it to where, all right, whoever wins, there's a prize at the end of the season uh, or something. Because obviously including fundraisers really didn't, didn't matter in this last All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I mean, both fundraisers got a lot of money. Nonprofits got a lot of money. Um the winner obviously got more, but it just didn't matter to these athletes to play hard enough. Uh, so I would say add something to the back half of the season or playoffs. Yeah. Uh, if they want to do this, fine. I'm just – I wasn't bothered by the fact that it wasn't a competitive game the other night. It actually was a few years ago when they did the Elam ending, and it just – it hasn't carried over for several years. So uh, do this, fine. I don't care. What is the biggest key for the Lady Vols tonight to upset South Carolina? Um, well, I think keeping the momentum four out of their last five uh, wins and the fact that South Carolina was kind of on their heels. So, you know, overtime win against Ole Miss, um, I think. So, I think just the momentum being in Thompson Bowling. Like, call it Summit for a reason. Turnovers and rebounding. Turnovers and rebounding. Turnovers have been the biggest bugaboo for this Lady Ball team. Um, have been able to, to get consistent guard play. Um, it, it's it's really bugged this team and rebounding. We know what Pat Summit how, he, how she feels about rebounding. And South Carolina is the best rebound team mm-hmm. in the country. It had Gino over here making excuses, talking about how South Carolina was too tough and too physical. That's how rough and tough South Carolina's rebounding is. So you better be ready to rebound. You better take care of the basketball. And it wouldn't help to shoot a lot, whole lot better than your season average from three. Yeah, uh, that's my answer. So, uh, rebounding turnovers, and then you just have to be red hot shooting the basketball. Yep. Happy National Chili Day, guys. What is the best unconventional way to enjoy chili? 
I'm gonna say like over tater tots covered oh. in cheese with some oh. jalapenos on Oh, top. Mitchell, there you go. There you go. I like it. Happy gonna... Mike Eckler Day there, Swain. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's what today should be renamed. Mike Eckler Day. Uh I'm I'm a I'm going to throw something at you guys. I don't know if you're familiar with, if you've heard of. Uh, I'm going to go super outside the box here. You take a big old flour tortilla, just huge. You get you a hot dog, Nathan's preferably, and you put it on the grill or you fry it up in the, in the skillet. You take that, you split it, you put it in the flour tortilla. Take some corn chips, you put it inside the flour tortilla. Take some cheese and some chili, and you wrap up the corn tortilla, and then you put it back in the skillet. And you have a burrito. You're talking about taste buds going crazy. They will pop out of your mouth. So that's my unconventional way to enjoy some chili. That is unconventional. I've not had that. Now want it. Uh, so this is this is more unconventional nationwide. I would say not locally, but the uh, the Petro, which you can get or you can make. We've, oh, yeah. we've had them in the house in the last week. So uh, yeah, load them up how you want to. But uh, the corn chips are going to be a big part of that. Yeah, we, we had Petros on Sunday, Lady, Vol, Lady Vol game. There you go. So it's yep. always a, a, a classic, a fan favorite, and an East Tennessee staple. Yep. Which NBA player is under the most pressure to win an NBA title this year? Um, You know, I kind of thought about like Tatum and some of those guys, but I'm going to switch it and go with James Harden because he's been around all the different places you know, OKC, Houston, you know, Brooklyn, and now it's 76ers. Just, I think that the 76ers need that. Um, Joel Embiid, that would be huge for him, too. So, I'm going to go with James Harden. I'm going to go with Chris Paul. I mean, the way that the Suns got embarrassed last year um, in the playoffs by the Mavs. Last year was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. They were number one seed. Then you look at how uh, they went to the finals and, you know, lost there. They acquired Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. It's you, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Like, you, you got to go win it this year because time is ticking. You probably got two, maybe three years left. I think the most pressure is on him. Usually when you have guys as prolific as he has been during his career, they win a championship at some point. Think about Carmelo, Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, guys like that that were really, really great but failed to win a ring. It sticks with you forever, and you become the butt of jokes. So Chris Paul is my answer. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with his teammate. I think it's unfairly Kevin Durant. He already has titles, but a lot of people don't give him credit, even though he obviously was a huge part of how they won him. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Kevin Durant. That's a good one, too. All right, guys. Swain wins. Whoa, all right. Look at you. It was the, ch- it was the, to- it was the chili tortilla. I got 100% the reason yeah, I got, why. I got him over here drooling, man. You really did. I'm hungry now. So I, I guess I got to make you one yeah. now. I ended up being ineligible when I cho- chose something that was destroyed. Yeah, that, that wasn't <laughs> a hot start, I'm going to defer my win to Mitchell. I'm going to pass my oh. win to Mitchell. How about that? Is <laughs> it a draw? Is it a split or something you like that? Saw, you should have saw, saw Mitchell over here when I was – you know, laying down mm-hmm. that that tortilla, he was like, "What?" I mean, my so never... my only thought process there is the tortilla. If it doesn't withhold the chili and it just blows open, and oh, you yeah. have a lap full, you you're like, uh, "Yeah, you can't put too much in yeah, there." You gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you can't put too much. You gotta have a nice ratio of the corn chips, correct and the portions. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that crunch with yeah. the hot dog. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing, man. It's Sw- mind-blowing. Swain gets the win in the face-off every day. It's presented by Marble City Chiropractic. Call them up, 766-2081. See how they can help you if you're dealing with aches and pains. Uh, you, your child, no matter the age, they can help you. Call them up, 
2081. Mitchell, anything else before we say goodbye? Hey, if you can't win the face-off, you might as well win it floor covering and, you know, come to the best place in East Tennessee and, and get your floors from us. The GOAT. Remain, <laughs> remain the champion. 70 years That's ready right. right here at Frazier's Carpet One, 546-4850. Uh, thank you, Mitchell, as always. Appreciate you guys. We'll come back. Alan Bell Sportsline joins us here on Josh and Swain on 99.1, the sports animal. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.